0: For me, success is really wrapped around a purpose statement. I feel like if you're living on purpose, that's successful. So love God, love people, love God with all that you are, but then also walk out the call that he has on your life, walk out his purpose for you. And I feel like that would be truly successful because you're walking in step with him Welcome to the Attain Your Purpose podcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the definition of success and some very practical actions you can take to become more successful in anything you do. But before we dive in, let's review what we did from the last episode. We had a challenge last time to spend some time in prayer, unlocking more in our lives. And that could be as formal as a process, a pre-written prayer. It could also be the ACTS acronym that Rick shared with us last time about adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. But at the end of the day, prayer is just communicating with God. So we just encourage you to take the challenge from last time and really spend some time unlocking more in your life by communicating with the Lord. The other thing I want to talk about before we dive in is just the importance of rating and reviewing our podcast. We want to get the word out. We want to share more of this content with others. And by you rating and reviewing it, it really helps us get the word out and also encourage you to share this with anybody that you feel like it would encourage and build up in their lives. So, all right, Rick, let's talk about success. First off, why do you want to be successful, Rick? Well, Eric, this will be a fun
1: one today. I mean, if we're talking about success, these conversations always end up well. We don't plan to fail when we're talking about success. (laughs) So these are always fun conversations. So uh, we intend to have some fun today. Well, guys, who doesn't want success? Just all the trappings of it, uh, just getting noticed. We all like to be noticed. It really does bring something you want or need. It produces a sense of well-being. It increases contentment, you know, when you've done something, when you accomplish something. And Eric, I'm addicted to the feeling of accomplishment, and that's very similar to success. So you accomplish something, you do something that you're pushing the envelope on, and you feel good. Uh, whether uh, whether you just you or or a group of people notice, it's it's always nice when when you achieve something. And you know, success, so many aspects of it, and like we said, such a fun topic. So many books written on this topic. Uh, success can be outward facing if you're doing things for other people, probably not the best reason to want to have success or or just felt inward, uh, just with regard to yourself, making yourself better getting better at a certain skill or acumen those type of things uh, as it's faced inward and reflected inward that's that's just not a bad thing
0: why do we want success to me it's it's really just that feeling and that enjoyment and that peace and that gratification of knowing that i've done something to move something forward to impact other people or to really help myself become a better person or more financially stable, and just the benefits, I guess, from moving things forward and, and accomplishing more and, and feeling good about yourself, right? That feeling on the inside. Like Forrest uh,
1: Gump, what a great movie, full of great movie lines. <laughs> and I remember him saying after his Apple stock had done very well, well, we don't have to worry about money anymore. And uh, <laughs> it takes away some worries too. If you can yeah. uh, achieve some things and, and have a baseline that does away with some worry as yeah. well. So
0: it just yeah. helps in, in many different areas. So, so we'd all like to have it. So how would you define success though? Like I know we just talked about kind of the benefits, but what would you say is like the definition of success?
1: Well, there's a loaded question. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Give me the tough questions <laughs> hey. on the podcast, huh? I well, throw that out there Eric, early. You, Eric, you ask a thousand people, there's a thousand different definitions for success. Everybody has their own thing. And you know what? It's It's all right. Uh, nobody can be in your shoes and nobody knows exactly what you want. And it's very important if you have a definition for success, and we're encouraging you to have that definition and own it, be vocal about it, write it down. It, don't don't shy away from what you believe your definition of success is. Th- they say people that write things down are much more likely to achieve those things. So it's a very good thing. And, and certainly you'll tweak this. You're not going to get it right when you... You know, when you're when you're 15 years old, when you're 21 years old, different different key points in your early life, uh, it's going to change over time. But it's very important to uh, to have a definition of what you believe success is and go after it with with a vengeance, frankly
0: to your point of the, there's not really one specific definition. I think it also varies between what area of your life. And we just talked about the dashboard of your life in a couple episodes ago. So obviously each area is going to have almost a different definition of what that success in that area looks like, you know, whether you rate yourself a five, what does a five look like? And so that's interesting as well, not only success in general, but success in a certain area is going to also vary from person to person as well.
1: And Eric, that's a good point. Like our dashboard that we talked about a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, we can be doing very well in one area and maybe not as good in another area. Uh, and that's not all bad. As long as we're uh, moving towards something and have a goal, uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing.
0: All right. It's all over the map and anybody can kind of define it. But I want to get personal real quick. Rick, what's your definition? How would you define success?
1: I'm, it has changed over time. It was uh, when I was younger. It was uh, monetary goals. It was uh, graduating college. It was getting married. It was having a successful marriage. It was having successful successful relationships with people, and it, it's been interesting over time that it has refined itself and it, it's really turned into uh, just getting into heaven. Uh, I, I want to finish this life the right way and, and finish strong till the end and uh, spend time with my God and, and learn more about him. And uh, here the Bible says uh, that our goal is to hear well done, good and faithful servant uh, after we pass yeah. away. And, and that's really mine. As, as I've gotten older, things that were important are less important. They fall by the wayside and other things get more important. Again, relationships, uh, my time I spend with uh, the people that I love, Eric, I think there's only two kinds of people those that, that recharge you, and then those that drain you completely. <laughs> I really would like to spend no time the rest of my days with those that drain me completely. And I, I just love hanging with those that recharge me. So those uh, the relationships are, are, are a big thing. So the number one, though, is uh, uh, serving God, being with him, understanding who he is, getting to know him more, and spending all eternity with him. I can think of nothing that even pales uh, next yeah, to that one. Yeah.
0: And you also brought up another layer, I feel like, that Goes on the definition of success is that it can change over time as you go throughout your life. So I feel like not only different areas of your life, but also different times of your life, you've got different definitions of success. And and uh, for me, success is really wrapped around a purpose statement. I feel like if you're living on purpose, that's successful. So love God, love people, love God with all that you are. But then also walk out the call that he has on your life, walk out his purpose for you. And I feel like that would be truly successful because you're walking in step with him. It goes back to that Micah 6, 8 verse about, you know, what does God require of you, O oh man, but to act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And I feel like that's the requirement. That is the definition of success in my mind is walking that verse out and really living your purpose. Yeah, pretty nice path forward. And if you think, Eric,
1: this is not for the select few. Everyone can Mm -hmm. achieve success. And there were times in my life where I really didn't believe that. I thought that uh, gifted people or people that were better than I or better looking or more talented, they were going to achieve some success. And it was just not for me. And uh, as you spread out, as you grow a little bit, you realize you're good at certain things and accomplish things. We all can have success. And it's important where you put the bar. If your success is to uh, make a, a whole bunch of money, a million dollars a year, that's a huge salary. Well, there, it's a select few that are making that salary. So if, you're, if that's your goal, the odds are that you're not going to accomplish that goal. Some people are, some people are not. So you really have to try to attain something that is within reach, that's measurable, that's attainable by you. So, uh, so that's key. And if, you, uh, if you're wondering if you're going to be successful or not, I-, I think it's very important to look at you as you sit right now. If you're listening to this podcast, to take some stock in getting to the point that you've gotten to today as you're listening to this. If you look from your birth to right now, you've been successful. You've gotten here. You've uh, maybe you have a house, an apartment, a uh, uh, car. Uh, what your, your material things, the, the things you've accomplished, you have had success up to this point. Frankly, you've had a, I don't know you, but I think you've had a pretty good track record. So if, if you look up to this point and really take stock in yourself, and most of us do like ourselves because we've been successful, we've gotten through things, we've accomplished things or, or gotten through very tough obstacles that we've had in our life and uh, looking forward on the Christian side, uh, God's got a nice future painted for us. Uh, there's success there. So sometimes we've had success in our past and we're looking forward to it in the future. <laughs> it's now that we're having the problems. We're worried most now, but uh, the, the past and then the future should make us feel better about how we're feeling right now. So I think it's a very good thing to, to take stock, to slow down for a moment, take stock in that success and say, yes, it is not wrong. It's not braggadocious to say i have been successful i've had a measure of success and it has felt good that is a good thing to say to ourselves every once in a while it
0: reminds me of the book it's called the gap and the gain and it's a book about how focusing on the gain that you've accomplished is going to bring you more peace contentment joy etc oftentimes we we focus on the gap which is the the gap between what we've already accomplished and where we want to go which it's okay to have that that gap. But if we focus and live in the gap all the time, we're going to be frustrated all the time. We're going to be like disappointed in ourselves and, and just have this negative mindset. But if we focus on the gain and what we have accomplished, we can build momentum into closing the gap. So it's almost like you take your mind off of the gap and the gain is actually going to help you close the gap. So I hope that made sense, but I love that focusing on the gain over the gap.
1: Yeah, Well said. And if you think, is it okay to want to be great at things? Uh, Jim Collins wrote a book uh, and there've been, uh, there's a Christian book that mimics it that is uh, called Good to Great. And he talks about good people and then great people, great people that, that expend a little bit more in certain areas uh, to, to really achieve very well and have even more success. So is, it, is this wrong? Is it wrong to want to have success? That's easy. No. We want to be successful fathers. We want to be successful husbands. We want to be successful in our career. When we attempt things on the weekends, sports that we that we do, we want to be successful at them. We want to be successful at home remodeling projects. So it, nothing wrong at all with regard to wanting to be
0: successful. That's great. All right, let's get a little practical, Rick. Let's transition to 10 elements of success. We're going to share 10 practical ways in which, you know, Rick and I have, again, brainstormed on this list. This is not exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. There's multiple other things that you could put on this list of how to become successful, but we want to share 10 elements of success. So Rick, number one. Number one,
1: we put this one at the top of the list. You got to write it down. Uh, I I read, Eric, uh, a couple of years ago that uh, there were two studies, one at Harvard, one at Yale, and the figures were 5% at Harvard, 3% at Yale of people who wrote down their bucket list items, their major life goals, and they had more success achieving them than the other 95% that had not written these things down when they questioned them after 20 years. So one key thing, writing it down tends to be a huge catalyst for getting things done. So the first step is, and if you just have one thing, write it on a piece of paper, put it on the wall as as to what uh, your particular goal is, the thing that you want to accomplish. And it's good to define it. You know, a lot of people walk into meetings and say, okay, if we hit a home run in this meeting, it's going to look like this. We're going to get this. Have clear defined goals. Uh, Sometimes they have stretch goals. If we hit a grand slam, it'll really look like this. So very good to uh, just write it down, talk to other people about what your goals are, communicate those and maybe refine them, but have them written down. I I know I've done this uh, since I was very young. I have a goal list that I wrote down when I was 20 years old and it shows, uh, I I read it now and I just kind of chuckle because it shows some of my thinking back when I was 20, but I've had that list since I was 20. And I would encourage you to to write down those things that you
0: would like to achieve like i said it will be a huge catalyst towards being the first step to get you there i got a question for you rick on that on that write it down topic would you recommend starting with like the big bucket list items or would you recommend starting small if somebody's never really wrote down their goals or what they want to achieve well,
1: you're going to have, uh, first of all, this is not something you can do in a half an hour. This is something that you'll start, you'll put one thing down, three days will go by, and then you'll say, oh my gosh, I've got to put that on my list as well. So, so this is something that should develop over a few weeks, maybe a month uh, to put down your, your major goals. Uh, but a lot of people have their goals, Eric, and they're in their head. They're not written down so i 'm just taking it out of your head and and writing them down on paper, but it 's good to have a free flow of this, and then you may order them later as to okay, this may be more achievable than this one if you if you if you 're inclined to to order them, but there should be several different kinds of things on there there should be those easy to achieve things you don 't want a whole list of impossible things that you can 't accomplish any of and then uh, put on some of those wish lists. Uh, I, I've seen in my own uh, goal list, and I, like I said, I've had a bucket list since I was 20, and at this point in my life, there are uh, about three quarters of the things I've, I've completed on that list, and there's about a quarter of those things remaining, and some of those things I know I'll never do. Some of the things I thought would never happen, and I thought, this is just a pipe dream. This was my pipe dream, but <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen and oh my gosh it did something happened to make make that come true so uh we're not the best judge oftentimes of what it's really going to take to accomplish something sometimes we we apply ourselves towards it and we get some luck we get some other people that'll help us a, a door falls down something like that happens and lo and behold we're there we're, we're exactly where we want to be uh, with regard to our goals. And some goals, uh, boy, uh, it's going to take us a long time to achieve those. And and uh, the best thing to do is just keep going after them and articulating them to other people and and uh, going forward uh, on those goals. So I think it's got to have, Eric, an answer to your question, some very simple things, and then
0: uh, some some pipe dreams. Don't limit yourself. Yeah, that's a good thought. I like that. What I found successful for me, and it was helped me out. Was having those big lofty, you know, 10, 20 year goals, but then also breaking them down almost to 12 week goals. I've seen this trend in like planners and calendars where instead of planning a year, you're planning the next 12 weeks. And then the next 12 weeks, it's almost like seasons and it breaks down your bigger goals and down into actionable steps. Okay. The next 12 weeks, what am I going to, what steps am I going to take to get to that big bucket list goal? And so that's really helped me lately. And I got a good buddy of mine that 8am on Monday mornings, we connect shout out to Mark if he's listening. But uh, he's my 8 a.m. call. We talk about our week and what action steps we're going to do this week. But those 12-week goals build to those big bucket list goals over time. So so I heard you say, take action. Exactly, yep. Which is our number two on the list. Number very two, well said. yep. Number two on that the list. It. Very
1: good. So take action, number two on the list. You described it very nicely in the synopsis you just gave us.
0: What's number three on the list? We got track your progress, track why is that important your progress. So tracking your progress is important because you want to measure things. You don't know if you've gotten to where you need to go unless you're measuring. A lot of times in the business world or any any industry, there's they a lot of times talk about SMART goals and and the M in the SMART acronym is measurable. And I feel like we need to track our progress in our lives as well. So that way we know we're making steps in the right direction, similar to my 12 week goal. Like I can see, did I make any progress? Did I do anything? Did I impact anything or take any steps in that area and then tweak along the way? So that way you can take those actionable steps. You know, Eric,
1: there's a statement that I like. It says, if you track your progress, it will increase. If you track it and report it, it will increase exponentially. Interesting. So I like that even more. So if you're you're telling people, if you're showing these charts or showing a graph to someone else, you'll actually even do better than just tracking it
0: and knowing it yourself. That's interesting. And that leads us actually into our fourth practical step and practical element of success is accountability. Who's going to know that you're making any progress? Who are you going to report back to in a sense of here's what I'm doing and here's the progress I'm making? Because if you know you've got to check in with somebody or talk to somebody about it, you're going to take action.
1: You know, the Bible doesn't get too far before it says in the second chapter of Genesis, it was not good for man to be alone. (laughs) So, (laughs) Not too much is written before God says, hey, you need each other. Yeah. And we do. Do you think Michael Jordan did this all by himself? No. He had a very good coach that said, uh, Michael said, hey, I just did 500 free throws. I think I'm done. And his coach said, No. You're not. You'd like to get much better at this. Do 500 more. Oh, come on, coach. But he was a phenomenal free throw shooter. So we we really do need other people. There's a tremendous amount of support. And it's a neat thing when you say, this is my goal to someone. And then you get their support. And you know what? They'll never support you unless you tell them. So there's a tremendous amount of support uh, that you can get from other people. You really don't know how many people are really behind you, or they will think of something you said, or if you said, I want to do this, they might put you, they might not be the person, but they'll put you in touch with the right person that can help you achieve your goals. So we really do need each other and we need the encouragement, the support, the accountability, and we've got to seek this out and uh, it really does help.
0: Also from a needing other people, I know for my career, networking has been a huge element to having opportunities open up for new jobs or opportunities to coach or whatever the case may be is networking and making sure you're connected with people that alone can open up opportunities, resources, learning and growing. So again, we need other people. All right. The next one, number five, progress over perfection. What does that mean? I brought this one up to the table when we were talking about what elements of success we want to talk about. And for me, I'm more on the perfectionist side, more on the structure, formal side of the fence. And I needed to hear this statement, just make progress, not perfection. And I feel like that can unlock for some of those folks out there that may be similar to me. It just unlocks freedom to not have to do things perfect in order to move forward. I heard another person uh, Rory Vaden, he said success is messy. And some people that phrase doesn't doesn't resonate with, but it did with me that just making progress, moving forward Just taking action and and taking steps forward is going to be, eventually you're going to find the success that you're looking for. So that way you're not hindered by perfection or, oh, is this the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? Should I do this? Should I do that? And you're anxious and worried. Just take steps and make progress.
1: You know, there, Eric. There's a couple of statements around this. You hear of people taking a half step. Oftentimes, mm. if you, if you can't take the step that you'd like to take, take a half step. Oh, take a, a quarter step. Those are still forward progress movements that you can take, or hit the hole like a running back will hit the hole. Uh, you know, I heard Norman Schwarzkopf, the general for Operation Desert Storm, speak a few years ago before he passed away. And uh, he just gave a rousing talk. He was excellent. And uh, he said, Okay, I've got a couple of minutes left. Any questions? And somebody said, General Schwarzkopf, I've got a question. Is there anything you choose to live by? Any life goal, anything that you say to yourself on a regular basis that is really a mantra for your life? And he goes, yes, I do. And I just love that his answer was that, that he had one right away that, that he was able to communicate to us. And he said, one of my big ones is if a situation requires action, take it, go forward. If it makes sense, just do it, uh, go towards something. Oftentimes we're pretty smart people. We have intuition. We have a gut. Older people will tell you, trust your gut. You know why? Because oftentimes they have, and it's really fared well for them. And then sometimes they haven't. And in the end, they've realized, oh my gosh, I should have trusted my gut. My gut was telling me. So we have our gut, we have our mind, we have our intellect, we have uh, logic. We, have, we really have a tremendous amount of things at our disposal. And another neat story I like is Sullenberger, when he was piloting into the plane that went into the Hudson. That Flight, I think, was in the minute, uh, don't quote me, but a minute, two-minute uh, time frame. And he had to, once Once he hit the geese, uh, and his engines were not propelling him forward in terms of flight, he had to make a very quick decision as to where to land the plane. And he made that decision to land it in the Hudson. Well, they did months of computer analysis and had all kinds of people going after this to determine what was the best place, what was a better place for Sullenberger to land. And they found out the best place for him to land was in the Hudson. So a, a decision that he made in moments with his brain, God gave us wonderful brains, a decision he made in moments was the same one that they came to after months of analysis on the very same topic. So we really have these
0: incredible brains, trust them. And uh, if we think we should do something, by all means, do it. Good stuff. Now, number six, figure out what you're good at and focus there. And that's kind of the the theme of our podcast is your purpose And really understanding who you are, how you're wired, and really just focus in on your purpose and what you're wired to do, what God has gifted you to do. And another part of this, figuring out what you're good at and focusing on that, is also not spreading yourself too thin to where you may be good at some things, but what's the one to two things that you're great at? Focus there. Because there's a lot of times, I know for me, I get spread too thin because I'm like, oh, I want to help this person. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get involved here. I want to get involved there. Well, I've realized I need to focus on one thing, focus there, lock in, and let's make it the best. And there's this book out there called Essentialism. Love it. Highly recommend. And it really unlocked freedom for me to pair off the good things for the great things. Wow, that's good. Our seventh one is Revise. Revise. And what we mean by that is, you
1: know, the toughest thing to do in life, the toughest thing to do in life is to be going forward, maybe with 100% of your capabilities and make the decision to turn around and go backwards. I mean, and you see this in business, you see it in the world, in terms of directions people go and then they have to back up that is the toughest thing to do uh, there was a, a major pharmaceutical manufacturer a couple of years ago that had a major drug and in a day they found out that uh, they had some adverse effects from that and they pulled it off the market and this was a billion dollar money-making drug for them and they made the decision in an instant to pull it because that was the right thing to do uh, but I'm sure that was extremely tough with their stockholders, in meetings, that type of thing. But bottom line in life, the toughest thing to do is to be going one direction and have to change that direction sometimes backwards from, from hence the way you came. So uh, you do have to make tweaks and, and change things and, and be cognizant enough to be able to say, okay, that's not working. Let's go a little bit different direction. You don't want to be changing completely because that's difficult to do, but uh, to look at, assess your situation and say, okay, I'm going to revise here. So be open to maybe making a revision, hearing from other people, getting feedback from them and uh, tweaking them for an ultimate more positive situation than had you just gone full steam ahead in one direction.
0: Yeah, we also want to add on to that revise and don't give up. You know, change, tweak. You know, it's easy to steer a moving ship than it is. It's easier to steer a moving ship than it is to steer a ship that's sitting still. So, again, keep moving, revising, tweaking, and making changes as you go. And again, you're going to find what works and what doesn't. You know, businesses do it all the time. They put a product out in the market and then they tweak it or change it. You know make it a new packaging, new flavor, etc in order to make it what the consumers need and want because a lot of times you don't know what is gonna land or is be successful so you have to tweak along the way.
1: So our number eight is uh, consistency. How does this uh, play out in terms
0: of success Eric? Well consistency if you ask John Maxwell is the number one leadership attribute and the reason why is because consistency is super powerful. And Michael Jordan mentioned him earlier consistently, shooting free throws, playing pickup games, consistently working on his game. And it could be anybody from any sport, you name it. They're consistently working on their craft. Consistency day in, day out, you're working on it and moving it forward. And it can be exponential growth over time. And it may not be easy at the beginning, and it's going to take long, slow progress. But over time, it's going to be payoff. So consistency is a huge element to achieving success. I like it. Number nine, celebrate the wins. You know, and I was just thinking, Eric,
1: as we were getting ready to talk about celebrating, where are we going to be in a hundred years from now? Well, we're going to be in boxes, and our life will be over. Uh, we need to celebrate the wonderful things that happen to us in our lives, and there are many of them. Sometimes we're just so busy we go past them. But we need to stay in the moment, celebrate that moment, delight in that moment and, and pause and say, oh, my gosh, isn't this wonderful? And uh, something that happened to me several years ago is I, I play harmonica, Eric. And to make a long story very short, I played with several bands and and we had a band that that was asked to warm up for Cool in the Gang down in Houston, Texas, awesome. at the George R. Brown Convention Center. There were 55 100 people there. The sound was fantastic. It was so fun to warm up. And what what made it so cool was Cool and the Gang did this song, Celebrate Good Times. So they, uh, nice. these guys who were some of the coolest guys on the planet, we got to hang with them for just a little bit. Well, uh, they, with a name like that, you've got to be the coolest. They were is. the coolest. Uh, <laughs> and they warmed up, they did that song in in rehearsal, and it was just great. And now when I think of Cool and the Gang or hear that song again, not only did I just have a blast that evening, it was such a delight to to warm up for these guys and, and uh, play in the convention center. The, like I said, the sound was excellent. The crowd was excellent. Really was a very special night. But every time I hear that song celebrate again, it's, it takes me back. So, so we not only have to celebrate the moment, but bring those up in your mind. Your mind is just a wonderful videotape player and can bring back things. And they can provide the same wonderfulness as the night or the moment when they occurred. Uh, If you hear a compliment or something like that that somebody says about you, you can bring that back, play that again in your mind, and it's as delightful as when you heard it the first time. But we have got to celebrate the wonderful things
0: that have happened to us in our lives and take stock in those good things as they come up. It's so easy to focus on the negative too, and I feel like our culture, and if you focus on the news too long or whatever, you just get negative. And so, again, focus on the positive. Whatever you focus on is going to grow, and focusing on the wins, you're going to get more wins. So number 10, reject negativity. Yeah, keep it as far from you as
1: you can. Now, this doesn't mean live in a pie in the sky, uh, rose colored glasses uh, environment where you never embrace uh, the negative, but uh, to be real about it and don't let it in, especially when you're trying to do brand new things that maybe you've not done before. I had something to happen to me, Eric, that was kind of fun. If you, if you remember the Olympics, I used to love watching the Olympics when I was a kid. And if you remember, I'm old enough to know the 1968 America's hopeful for the gold medal in figure skating was Peggy Fleming. And in 1976, it was Dorothy Hamill uh, who uh, went for the gold and got the gold. Well, you may may or may not remember, but there was this uh, lady that went for the gold in 1972 in the Sapporo Olympics in Japan, and she was America's hopeful for the gold. She was a blonde lady, very pretty lady. And I would think I was nine years old, uh, Eric, watching the Olympics. And, and I'm, I have to admit, I was enamored watching her uh, in the Olympics. <laughs> and uh, thought she was just a beautiful lady, wonderful skater. Well, she skated and fell down while she was skating, and her hopes for the gold went from gold to bronze, and, and she didn't get the gold. So uh, I had seen her on TV commercials and that type of thing after the Olympics, and always uh, remembered her from the, that Olympics, and, and uh, thought she was uh, quite good at what she did. Well, I moved into my house in Rochester Hills, Michigan several years ago, and the realtor said, here's your house, here's the keys, and do you remember that skater Janet Lynn. And I said, oh yeah, I remember her from the Olympics in 1972. And he said, well, her backyard touches yours. And I thought, oh my gosh, isn't life wow. a circle here? Yeah. Uh, from uh, from watching her on TV when I was nine to getting to be her neighbor in her neighborhood. And she and her husband were just delightful people. Her and her husband, Rick, they had five boys, ages three to 15 years of age. And, and we got to be very good friends. And she mentioned one day she was writing a book. And I said, oh, are you writing a book about figure skating? Because I thought that this made sense. And she said, no, I'm, I'm, raising, I'm writing a book about raising uh, boys. And I said, oh my gosh, you've got wonderful children. What can you say that hasn't been said? And she said, well, I'm going to try to take into raising boys the same thing that I was taught all the time by my figure skating coach. And that was don't take in the negative. And my figure skating coach used to tell me that even people in a desire to be positive, can still be very negative. She said, all the time, people told me, okay, you're going to the world competition. Well, just try to enjoy it. It's okay if you don't medal. She says, I wanted to medal. And and then people said, you're going to the Olympics. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Just enjoy the experience. Even if you don't come home with a medal, that's just such a wonderful thing. And she said, no, I wanted a medal. And she got a bronze medal from that. So uh, I said, well, okay, When does that apply with regard to raising kids? And she said, it happens all the time. She said, the terrible twos. The twos don't have to be terrible. Or when people say, well, just wait till they get to be teenagers. She said, I've never told my teenagers that. And as a result, I think I have some very nice teenagers. And she did. So she really took to heart this don't take in the negative. And you know what? We do this we do take in the negative and we let other people say things about us or to us that really affect us in a negative way and we really have to combat that it really is a battle of the mind to recognize it get it out and trump it with some positive thing uh, i'm a big believer in self-talk and i often hear people say very negative statements about themselves and i try to point this out and say stop you can't continue to say that and move forward. You need to replace that with some very good statements about yourself so that you can really feel wonderful. At the moment, you should be feeling wonderful in terms of uh, going after something. So, So that's really just a synopsis of why it's so important to not take in the negative and
0: keep it positive, focus on the positive. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. That's a great story of rejecting negativity. All right, that's the 10. I'm gonna review the list real quick and just list them down just so that way you have them if you want to take notes or or just internalize them. But all right, number one, write what you want down, write it down. Number two, take action. Number three, track your progress. Number four, you need other people. Number five, progress over perfection. Number six, figure out what you're good at and focus there. Number seven, revise. Number eight, consistency number nine, celebrate the wins, and number 10, reject negativity. All right. So the challenge for this episode is to pick an area of your life, and it could be from the dashboard of your life that we talked about a couple episodes ago, and just sit down and pray about this and process through with the Lord, how do I apply these 10 elements to that area of my life? And just see what he says, and also just take some time, journal, process. Uh, We also have a purpose notebook On our website, we have a whole tab devoted to that where we capture all of our challenges from all of our different episodes. And so take out your purpose notebook, do this challenge for this episode, and just process through these 10 elements of like, what could I do and what steps should I take to become more successful in the area of life that I want to focus on? All right. We've set a foundation today for success, which is the first part of our purpose journey. But there's another part that we still have yet to talk about. It's beyond success. It's above success. Not that success is bad. Success is very good, like we've talked about. But there's more. And we're going to talk about that on our next episode. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, we appreciate that. We'd love to hear from you. Ask any questions or if there's some topics you want us to talk about, please visit our website and fill out that contact form and just give us an email and we will reply to you as soon as we can. With that, thanks again for listening